say should be taken as medical advice. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird grow. You're worth it. This is very far from me. Hello, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy, and this is my <laughs> wife, Sydney McElroy. And this is our podcast, Sawbones. Is this a whole new intro that we're doing? <laughs> I have never remembered an intro when I went out on stage, as long as I've lived, and dear, I don't plan to start now. Well, we're, gonna rec- we're recording this, so could you do like the, the normal <laughs> thing you're supposed to Literally, do? Literally, I don't. Can you... <laughs> What's the, what's the first, like, give me a Hello few. and welcome to Sawbones, <laughs> marital tour of Misguided, Misguided Medicine. Medicine. I am her co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. <laughs> we nailed it. Do I have to do everything? We nailed it. This is so, did Travis lean this far? I don't know. I feel, um, I'm feeling very short. <laughs> I'm feeling very, like, not lengthy enough. Uh, thank you for having us here in your beautiful city of Washington, D.C. Uh, we went to your mall today. Um, one, one. It's not the kind of mall Justin likes. Very bad mall. Not a good mall. It's about Sorry. a good mall as Piccadilly Circus is a circus. Um, but, uh, but we went to the mall where all of our nation's presidents are buried. Here in this city where, by law, all of our nation's presidents have been born um, here. And, it, and it's really inspirational. Uh, well, 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 sort of. We, we actually, we went to your mall with a, with a toddler. So what we did is we went to the Natural History Museum for an hour. We went, we, we to, went to the butterfly room. And then we ate in the cafeteria and left. <laughs> so it was a very fulfilling four and then, hours. And then we, sat, we, we sat on your mall and had a beer and tried to recover from, <laughs> from, from, the, the, from everything else we did. <laughs> and she only tried to kill like four butterflies. That was great. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's great. This is, it feels so historic being here. Well, it does. And so I thought in light of that, in the spirit of that, we'd have kind of a, a, a historical topic. Uh, like what? I mean, it, you know, it's a history show. Yeah, why not? How about a presidential topic? Anybody not listened to Sawbones before? Raise your hand. Don't be afraid. Okay. It's a medical history show. <laughs> That's the whole pitch. I'm not going to pitch think? it more. They're already here. You already got their money. Too late. I don't care. Like it or don't. Go get a beer. Not now. I don't care. No, wait. No, I do. Wait till, no, wait till no, we're wait done. Till, wait, wait till we're done. Come Rude. On. You just watched a show about manners. Yeah, come on. <laughs> So uh, I thought we would talk about a lot of our presidents weren't uh, healthy. Mm. And so (laughs) 
I thought we could talk about some of the presidential diseases, some different presidents and some of their medical issues. Okay. And especially some of the really dumb ways we tried to address them. I think I speak for the entire audience when I say, wooden teeth, case closed. (laughs) By which I mean, that's the one I know. Well, and we'll start with George Washington. I think that's appropriate. Nice. Uh, Because he was our first president. And he was also pretty sickly. Like, he had a lot of stuff. He was probably, like, all the time that he was doing all the, you know, it's great. He's a cool dude, obviously. But The war and stuff were like... "Mm." But (laughs) he's pretty sick. Potomac, um, huge fan. Crossed it like, what? <laughs> oh my God, that was him, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's not a history history podcast, all right? So he had, to start with, he had diphtheria as a child, which is not like rare for that time period. He wasn't unique because, you know, this is, you know, I have to bring this up because this is before vaccines, which is why you don't get diphtheria now. Thank you, vaccines, please. <laughs> Go get vaccinated. <laughs> so, there's my brief plug for vaccines. Um, he got he got TB. He also had tuberculosis, TB, and he got it uh, while he was taking his brother to Barbados because his brother had TB, and it was thought that the air there was cleaner. So he took his brother, thinking, "Oh, you got TB. I'm gonna take you to Barbados, and then you're gonna recover." And then he got TB too. So that was a bummer. TB2, the the sequel, (laughs) the way worse version of TB. He also got smallpox there. Um, (laughs) But he did recover, of course, obviously. Uh, But he always had, I guess he always had like the complexion to prove it after that. Oh, really? You know? Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we just came here to talk yay about the president's (laughs) complexions. And he also had dysentery a lot. Um, He had one bout of dysentery during the French and Indian War that was reportedly so bad, his butt hurt so bad from this dysentery that he had to put like a pillow on the horse that he was riding, which put him in danger because he was like elevated above everybody else, like a perfect target. But it was like his butt hurt, so he's like, forget it, I don't care, I gotta have this pillow. You know the word that's really (laughs) bothering me in this? Reportedly. Because... How's your report going? Well, it's pretty good. The first part is about how my boss has such bad poops, he has to sit on a danger pillow and dodge bullets. So I guess I'm pretty much done with my report, I says the file. Reportedly. Or he's like, someone get me a pen. History needs to know. I gotta write this down. How my week has gone. Nobody's gonna believe this. <laughs> other other random illnesses, of course, he got malaria, he got tonsillitis, he got pneumonia, he had a big carbuncle, like a big like abscess infection on his face at one point that people thought was a tumor. It wasn't, thank goodness, it was just a big infection. Uh, but what what got him finally was first he got um, epiglottitis, which was swelling of the epiglottis. He got an infection and it got so big that he couldn't swallow, which was bad enough, except what really probably killed Washington uh, were his doctors. Because the treatment at the time for, well, anything was to bleed him. So they did. They bled about 80 ounces out of him. 
That's for, so many. That's a lot. <laughs> for reference, the human body has about 170. Oh, man. So, like, near, like, half. So, unfortunately, the president passed away soon after. Because of the blood. <laughs> but, uh, but luckily, you can still get donations of his blood today. <laughs> there, there was just so much. <laughs> Now, another president, some of these presidents I was reading about, I know very little about. The thing I knew about Grover Cleveland is that he was president twice and not consecutively. Right. And there you go. He also, (laughs) here's the other thing I now know about him, and you will too. He also had a tumor in the roof of his mouth um, early in his second term, but he didn't want anybody to know. His doctor told him, like, that's cancer. We got to do something. And he didn't want any of his constituents to know because he wanted to look strong which I I think that's still a a thing. You know, our presidents try to look tough. And so he arranged for a fishing trip on a friend's yacht, and he announced, like, I will be gone for four days on a fishing trip, which will be crazy now. Like, you won't hear from me for four days. No communication. The country's running on its own. Yeah, best of luck, everybody. I don't know what you... Biden's in charge. (laughs) We're we're out. Out. Four days. (laughs) Did he make it? We put him on the comp list. Um, the, uh... I have a hug if you're here. Um, but anyway, so he took off for four days okay. on a yacht. He had six surgeons waiting for him. On to the yacht. That's a on the, chill on the yacht. assignment, though. <laughs> like, if you have to get an assignment to go remove a president's mouth tumor, like, you could do worse than chilling on a yacht for four days. And they did. They, they did surgery. They removed the tumor. They removed five teeth and a big part of his jaw. They did it all through his mouth, and he was very insistent on this because he had a, a mustache that he was very well known for, and he didn't want him to upset the stash, so, so they had to go through the mouth. And he came back, and no one ever knew. Nice. Well, we knew. Well, now we know. I mean, we, we knew later. Do you I think know. they rushed through it on the first day? It's like, ah, uh, they're doing the pig roast tonight, and I would really <laughs> like to get out to there. And um, I'd love a Mai Tai. You know what, guys? We're already going to be here for four days. Let's bang this out today. Let's get this tour out. Just enjoy ourselves. You know, have one for us. A a president that I think a lot of people are aware of uh, got sick was William Henry Harrison. Um, Do you remember William Henry Harrison? He had a bad, not a a very impactful president. No, fairly short. Old Bill Harrison. So let me give you a little history, because it's kind of interesting, the story about, about, I don't know, I mean, most of us know that he was president for like 30 days, and that's it. But he was born in Virginia. He served in the Army. South Virginia. He was the hero of the Battle of Tippy Canoe. And Tyler, too. And Tyler, too, because that was his campaign slogan, right? Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. So he was known as like a war hero. He also recaptured Detroit from the British in 1812. Without him, we wouldn't have Detroit. So there you go. Uh, he, he, ran, <laughs> he ran on a log cabin campaign, which I, I read about that, and I was like, what does that mean? So it's because his opponents tried to make him look like this old geezer kind of guy. Like, he sits on the porch of his log cabin, and he drinks his cider, and we need to put him out to pasture. Like, that was how they tried to make him look, because <laughs> that's what it meant. Back in the day, to be old, you would sit on the porch of your log cabin and drink cider. Yeah, so... That's what old people used to do. They would bring out logs from a log cabin, he would karate chop them in half, and be like, now it's an old man. His, his supporters actually would give out... They, they kind of, like, went with it. They are like, fine, you want to go with Log Cabin? We're going to roll with it. And they made these bottles of whiskey shaped like log cabins, and they would give them out to people, like, vote 
hey, vote for Harrison. <laughs> vote for old Tippy Canoe, log cabin. We got it. They were actually made by the EC Booze Company, which is where booze comes from. How's that? That's B B O O Z, like flus, but booze. Right. Yeah. No, no E. We add an E now on these days, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. No problem. <laughs> so, so I didn't want anybody to tweet that hot fact and like put an E on there. Erroneously. So, as we know, he was our ninth president. It was the shortest term. He was a very, like, hardy outdoorsman. He was a farmer. He thought, I can handle foul weather. So when he gave his inaugural speech, we've probably heard this story, it went on for two hours. It was the longest in history at 8,445 words. Um, And supposedly, as the story goes, he caught a cold while he was out giving this very long speech. And then he got pneumonia and he died a month later. And then Tyler became president. But let's pause for a second because there's a really gross story about this beautiful city that I want to share now. Um, until 1850, there was no sewage system here. So, <laughs> yay for sewage. We used to know how to party. What? <laughs> sewage is great. Like, so waste would just kind of flow across the ground and just like end up wherever. And there was this marsh that formed about seven blocks from the White House, a, a marsh of human waste. And it was actually like orchestrated, like this is where we shall dump our waste. And like you could take it up you're, you're there yourself, like you could ca- haul it there on your own. Or they would even, you could pay somebody to like haul your waste to the White House marsh. <laughs> um, this was a really dirty place. So it was like this big swampy marsh and there were all kinds of bacteria there. There were mosquitoes swarming all over it and there were probably a lot of diseases in there, including typhoid. Now we have looked back at President Harrison and now we think he probably actually died of typhoid. It probably had nothing to do with his speech. It was probably the White House itself that did him in. Whoa. So... So there you go. I've always given that guy such a hard time. No. Hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) Or I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know where he's chilling, up or down. (laughs) I listen, I don't know what he died from. I don't know if he was like a nice dude or not. Like I sit here and judge the fool. I thought he died of a cold for 35 years. Now, we, th- we thought this more because as we've studied other presidents, we think that, other th- that similar things may have been uh, the result of the, the White House marsh, as I'm always going to think of it now. Um, Zachary Taylor, our 12th president, who was only president for about 16 months. Do you think months. there's a Chipotle there now? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. because we'll probably accidentally eat there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So President Taylor, in 1850, on the 4th of July, as part of 4th of July celebrations, he was going around attending fundraisers, and he was out, so it was a very hot day. He was outside most of the day, and he ate a lot of things. He ate a lot of raw vegetables, which would have been washed in some sort of water. Um, He ate, this is one of the things I kept finding over and over again, a big bowl of cherries, so he had a very large bowl of cherries, and he had many glasses of iced milk. I guess that was really popular. 
What? Iced milk? What's wrong with that? It's cold milk. What's wrong with you people? Ice in your mouth. (laughs) So later that evening, he started getting profuse diarrhea and vomiting. He developed a fever. Uh, He became very ill. There were four physicians who took care of him. They tended to him day and night. They gave him the treatments of the time, which were mainly like opium and quinine, lots of mercury, all the good stuff. (laughs) Uh, But nothing helped. And unfortunately, he died five days later. Now, um, what's strange is that we were never really sure what what got him. Uh, It was recorded at the time that it was cholera, but a lot of diarrhea was blamed on cholera then. So later on, people started thinking it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't cholera. So then there was thought like, well, maybe it was typhoid, since now we know there was this White House swamp and there was probably typhoid everywhere. Maybe he got typhoid. Except one historian in the 1990s, (laughs) Clara Rising, thought you know what, maybe he was poisoned. Now, why did she think this? <laughs> because Taylor adamantly opposed slavery, despite the fact, as I found out, he was a slave owner. He did oppose slavery, and he was fighting to ensure that all the new states that were being added out west would not allow slavery, or slavery in, in those states. And so there were a lot of people in the South who wanted him dead. Uh, and the president that followed him after he died, Millard Fillmore, was fine with allowing slavery everywhere. So there was this thought, like, ooh, maybe he was assassinated by someone from the South. So Rising was so convinced of this that she decided she wanted to prove it by exhuming his body. Because she tried to get a hair sample first, but there was no hair sample. She wanted to prove that there was poison there. Uh, And she couldn't find any. So she wanted to exhume his body, and the only way she could do that was if she found a family member and got their permission. So she starts calling everybody with the last name Taylor. This is what she did. Uh, Eventually, she found a guy who was a descendant of the president. His name was John McElhenney. McElhenney. He was 84 years old, and he was the great-great-great-grandson of Taylor. He's also, by the way, related to the guy who invented Tabasco sauce. All right. I know. So, so all this huge case, like she tracks on this guy, he gives permission, then she has to get permission from the Jefferson County, Kentucky coroner and the Department of Veterans Affairs. And she goes through all these hoops and they exhume the body and they study the hair looking for arsenic. And there's not any because he died of typhoid. (laughs) That's a crazy story. Wow, man. That's not how I thought it was going to end. But to be fair, I probably would have heard about it before now if it hadn't ended like that. <laughs> you'd think that'd be the first thing you'd find, like when you Google him, like poisoned. Um, if there is an afterlife and Taylor is watching from heaven, I hate that he had to go through that, huh? <laughs> what are they? I doubt he oh, minded. Oh no! Come on! Ah! <laughs> oh. It was just time. For- come on! It was the cherries. It was cherries. Poor guy. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although. There will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals 
right to your door and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high quality chef crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, And the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The, the last president I want to talk to you about was James Garfield. He was our 20th president in 1881. Like, that was the only year he was president. You'll find out why. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Now, wasn't he shot? We know what killed him. Right? That's not a disease. But no, we, we know that one. <laughs> Sydney, Lead poisoning on. doesn't count. <laughs> but, but there's more to it. Okay, and, and let me say this. I found out a lot about James Garfield. He was kind of a cool dude. He was really smart. He was like a self-made man. Um, he could write in Greek with one hand and Latin with the other, like, at the same time? I don't know what utility you have in that. <laughs> we don't want to. I have to get two pressing messages out right now. <laughs> you know what he's going to do when he's drunk at a party every time, like, watch this. Cool, right, cool, ladies? I, I wrote fart <laughs> in both of them. So he became president, and, and like I said, he was a really smart, smart dude. He may have done a lot of great things. Unfortunately, we won't know because 
This was the era of the spoils system, which meant that anybody who wanted a position in government, all you had to do was just go ask for it. Like you could get an interview with the president and demand no matter what your qualifications or experience or anything. So like he would spend lots of time, all the presidents did, interviewing people for government positions. One of the people he interviewed was a man named Charles Guiteau. And he was a kind of a loser, really. Uh, he had tried a lot of different things. Uh, he tried to be a lawyer for a while. He tried to be an evangelical preacher. Uh, he started a free love commune for a while. Um, but even that didn't work. They actually kicked him out of his own commune. Oh. <laughs> I tried him, to make that love a little too free. <laughs> they started calling him Charles Get Out, which isn't like the most clever <laughs> play. But anyway. So he showed up at the White House and he demanded a job as minister to France. And they said no, because you, you don't have any experience doing anything. So at this point, he decides that he's receiving messages from God that he needs to kill the president because he didn't make him minister to France. So that's what he decides to do. He shines his shoes and he gets a gun and he goes to a train station where he knows Garfield's going to be and he shot him. Now, the thing about it is that the, the, where the bullet went in actually probably, if you got to get shot, wasn't that bad of a place. The wound itself was not fatal. What happened after this is that, because the bullet went in about 3.5 inches, and it lodged kind of below his pancreas, but just in the middle of kind of a, a lot of nothing, a lot of not important stuff. I mean, everything's kind of important, but like not the most important stuff. That you, it's okay. The bullet's okay. But all the physicians around him were like, we're going to save the president. So all, they all rush the scene, and there are all these doctors who show up, and they're all digging in this wound with their dirty fingers, trying to get this bullet back out to save the poor guy's life. Uh, Lincoln wants to help, and so he calls in Dr. D. Willard Bliss. Now, Justin, I have a note right here that I need you to read out loud. Dr. D. Willard Bliss. Ask me what the D stands for, Justin. Okay, what does the D stand for? It stands for doctor. That's good. I'll give you that one, Smurl. That's good. His mom named him doctor. I mean, called shot right there, right? And as you would imagine, if you're named, like he was, he was arrogant and he was reckless and he was a man who knew. He's like, well, you can't fire me. <laughs> no, I'm doctor. I'll like, still be doctor. I'm still doctor. He had no regard for antiseptic technique. Not many people did at the time. Um, and he refused to believe also that he kind of looked at him and said, I know where this bullet is. And it is definitely... Um, on the right side of your body and not the left. So we're gonna keep probing towards the right side of your body and try to find this bullet. So he kept searching for the bullet. Uh, in the meantime, he was giving him like quinine, a lot of morphine, lots of brandy. How was it a debate? Some mercury. Uh, he actually at one point called in Alexander Graham Bell who had invented this, this thing. Hi, can was... you call a better doctor, please? <laughs> It was called an induction balance device, and it was basically a metal detector. And he called him in to use this new, brand new, what we would think of now as a metal detector, to just search the right side of his body for the bullet. He wouldn't even let him look on the left. He was so certain that it was on the right. Well, obviously, he didn't find the bullet, and they kept digging, and all in all, about a dozen or so doctors at some point had their finger inside this poor man. Um, ah. Yeah, you can imagine, after, over time, the wound was like 20 inches long. It was 
it was quite infected. It was pouring pus. Um, he got very sick, and 80 days later, he died, unfortunately. Now, what's How long? 80 days. That's a cool 80 days, huh? <laughs> that's, a cool, that's a cool nearly three months to have for your last of them. Mm, good. That's definitely how I want to spend them. Me too. I get Phineas Fogg was like, hey, you want to come chill in a balloon? And they was like, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lie on a table and let doctors just like get up in there <laughs> until I'm dead, okay? At least, I mean, they did give him a lot of brandy. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But <laughs> after he died, his murderer, Charles Gateau, went on trial, of course, for it. They knew he was the one who shot him. And he actually, he pled guilty to shooting him. He admitted he did. But he pled not guilty to murdering him. And what he said was, listen, I just shot him. His doctors killed him. Fair, right? Fair defense? Which, while true, did not hold up. He nah, was found guilty. Nah, nah, nah. I was just trying to spook the guy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> trying to put a scare into him. Um, wow, so you guys, you guys don't come out great in this one, huh? No. You guys don't come no, out we, too no. great. We rarely do at this point in history. Yeah, it's not a hot time for you all. No, I mean, that's what every one of these, as you read them, it's like, what did we do? We gave him, you know, like some opium and some mercury and some quinine, and then he died. I don't know. Mm. Um, we'll do it again next time and see what happens. Uh, hey, everybody, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having us. This is great. Um, we're going to take a 15-minute intermission. And then we'll be uh, right back with my brother, my brother, me. But until then, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.